Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Preacher Boys podcast. I make this show for you, and I hope that you really enjoy it. I have a lot of people that ask me how they can support the show financially, and you can do that by heading over to patreon.com slash preacherboys. You're going to get access to exclusive content, including early releases of episodes. I've got a couple episodes right now that have been released at least a month early over on Patreon. You've got access to things like unique merch, depending on what tier you join, and you get access to some behind-the-scenes content that I'm posting within the group. So head over to patreon.com slash preacherboys and become a member over there today. Every single supporter helps make this show a little bit more possible, especially as I continue to add additional episodes and content every single week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get back to the show. Trigger warning. This podcast contains descriptions of various abusive situations. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to the Preacher Boys Podcast, a podcast shedding light on decades of mental, physical, and sexual abuse within the independent fundamental Baptist movement. The testimonies shared on this podcast are told from the personal experience and perspective of the survivors. Not all legal outcomes are known or final. Any suspect is presumed innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. Now, here is your host, Eric Skwarzynski. It's August 28th, 2022, and Matt Chandler, the pastor of Village Church, has announced that he's taking a leave of absence. I'm going to dive into this a little bit in this episode. Again, uh, I'm only sharing what's been shared by the church itself, but this whole story is just pretty bizarre, and I think you'll see what I mean as I work my way through it. Um, It's just a really interesting discussion overall. Um, This was not expected at all. I don't think anybody knew this was coming. And uh, I first came across this news from churchleaders.com, and uh, they wrote a quick write-up on it. I'll link to that in the show notes of this episode. Um, But then I went to the Village Church live stream from this morning where the announcement was made, and I just have a lot of feelings about it. It, It's it's a really weird story. And again, um, I don't have any information beyond what's been shared by the church. Um, I'm going to do my best not to speculate. Um, I just want to share the information, allow you to draw your own conclusions, and want to talk a little bit just about the optics of how these kind of situations are handled um, and just some of the things that give me pause looking at this story. In fact, a lot of it is going to... So this was after the main worship um, in the service. Let me go back a little bit. So this is Josh Patterson, the lead pastor. I'll start right when he gets up on stage. Good morning, church family. How are we? Good. I feel like I may need to reintroduce myself. Uh, My name's Josh Patterson, uh, and I shaved. So... uh, I'm not sure how it looks. Keep your comments to, my, to yourself. My kids have made plenty. Um, it, it's, I, I go to the, to the scriptures and find great comfort in this. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that the Lord has made. And there are times when we as a church family gather as a church family to discuss family matters. And that's one of those days. Uh, So I realize that you walked in, and I don't know how you walked in or how you came in or what you're anticipating or what you're navigating, but here's what I know to be true. This is the day that the Lord has made. And that particular scripture goes on to say, and let us rejoice and be glad in it. 
And we rejoice and we're glad in this day because no matter what this day has, no matter what this day brings, God has and is and always will superintend over all things. And he is superintending over this very day. And so some of what we're going to discuss this morning, in fact, a lot of it is going to be challenging. It's going to be a little bit disorienting. Uh, and I want to prepare your heart for that. But I do want to anchor your heart in the reality that this is the day that the Lord has made. You know, I think about our vision statement, and I think about our mission statement. Our mission statement is this. We want to love God, we want to love people, we want to make disciples. And by God's grace, our vision, and the first line of that vision, is for us to be a welcoming home. One of the things that I love about the Village Church, and I'm going into my... So again, and I want to talk about this just really quick, because I don't want where I'm coming from to be misconstrued on this. I'm confused by this whole situation. Um, and I'll explain that in a little bit of detail here in a minute. But the optics here have become so familiar that there's things that just inherently make us uncomfortable. I shared this article, um, the the churchleaders.com article to Facebook, and I'm seeing this already. And I'm seeing this on Twitter, people that are talking about this story. There's so many things we become accustomed to seeing happen, scandal after scandal in how churches approach it. And there's things for me when I was watching it that just give me that same like weird, you know, feeling inside where it's like, you know, yes, it could be things being handled properly. But when we're starting with the assistant pastor coming up, talking about how beautiful the vision for the church has been, how much good's been done, you know, leading in with like, hey, the church has been pretty good before we get into this bad news. Just remember that. Just remember that. It makes me feel really uncomfortable. And there's a lot of things like that in this that, you know, yes, again, I'm hoping this is all coming from a really good place. And and part of me feels like it might be an overreaction in different areas. Um, but I'm just really, I'm just really tired of these meetings and seeing these same steps taken every time and the same formula for apologies from churches, um, or, or for explanations from churches. Um, and again, starting with like, oh, this is how great Village Church has been thus far, don't forget, makes me feel uncomfortable out of the gate. And, and again, that's just my feeling. That's not based on any information I have on that, but it makes me uncomfortable. My 19th year serving you as a congregation, as one of your pastors, is that this has been and will remain a place where it's okay to not be okay. And the follow-up to that is we just don't want to stay there. It is okay to not be okay. We just don't want to stay there. And for us to be a welcoming home, it has to be a safe place for you. It has to be a safe place for our community. It has to be a safe place for all of us including the leaders of this church. It's got to be a safe place for me. It's got to be a safe place for other pastors and leaders and staff members. And so as we wade into what we're wading into this morning, I pray that the aroma of this room is the grace of Jesus Christ. He has been gracious to us, and let's ask him to be present and with us in our time. Again, all this building makes me really uncomfortable. Come before you. 
And I know, Lord, that that is somewhat of a startling welcome. It's an honest one. I haven't watched a lot of Village Church in a long time. Um, when I got out of the IFB movement, I started listening to like Matt Chandler, but it was more of a Mark Driscoll guy. Not now. <laughs> I was just putting it out there. But do they always pray like eyes open looking at the congregation? Is that like for a live stream? It's, it's really unsettling. I noticed it when they've been doing yeah. this. But Ask that you would be with us and among us. It feels very today performative. The days to come. We pray and we ask all of this in Christ's name. Amen. Hey guys, it, I know it, it just feels like, oh my gosh, what's coming? So, so let me, I'm, I'm the lead pastor of this church. I plan on being the lead pastor of this church for the next 20 years. Um, but I do need to, so at first you're going like, oh my God, like what happened? It's harder seeing you. Several months ago, um, a woman approached me um, outside here in the foyer. Um, she had some concerns for how I was DMing on Instagram with a friend of hers. Um, I, I didn't think I had done anything wrong in that. My wife knew that. Her husband knew that. Um, and, and yet there were a couple of things that she said that were disorienting to me. Um, and so I immediately um, came into the room. I found Chairman of the Elder Boards, Jason Swords, found Josh Patterson, other lead pastor, and said, this is what this person just told me. Uh, and then I went home. Lauren wasn't with me that night. I told Lauren, this is what was said to me um, tonight. Um, from there, uh, the elders began to look into, because that's what they're supposed to do. Uh, because we cannot be a church where anyone... Uh, is above the scriptures and above the high heavenly call uh, into Christ Jesus. And so they looked into um, the the conversation between me and um, this other woman, uh, and they had some concerns. Um, and those concerns were not that our messaging was romantic or sexual. It, it was that our conversations were unguarded and unwise. And this first, there's there's a couple things here that I'm just going. So what happened? Because you know, and again, I'm not even accusing that Matt did something more than what's being said. What I'm confused by is his his wife and her, and the woman he was messaging with her husband were aware that they were communicating. Okay, and then here there was nothing romantic, nothing sexual. So <laughs> what happened? And so he says it's because it was unguarded and because there was some language being used that didn't fit a pastor. So I'm, was it profanity? Was it, you know, was it what, like, what was it? And this is a situation where I think being vague makes Matt look worse than he would if they just said, Hey, there were some messages made. This word was said or this joke was said. You know, you don't have to go into crazy detail, but what happened? Because if all of the spouses knew, and if there was no romantic or sexual conversation happening, it just sounds like maybe there was an inappropriate meme or something, you know, like, 
was it just because he was messaging with a woman? Because that's kind of a toxic thing to go after somebody for, because I, I don't think that, you know, that, that sounds like a very church culture, like, oh, you can't talk to someone of the opposite sex without it becoming sexual. I just am confused as to what happened and being vague is not helping the village church or Matt. It, the optics of this again look so wrong and it's really hard, especially after how many stories of severely abusive situations have happened. The optics of this feel so wrong and it's so hard to listen to it without every red flag in your mind popping up you know, over and over and over again. I don't ever want there to be secrets between us. The concerns were really about frequency and familiarity. We believe in brother-sister relationships here. Um, And yet there was a frequency that moved past that, and there was a familiarity that played itself out in coarse and foolish joking. It's unbefitting uh, of someone in my position as a lead pastor. And And this is all very possible, and I'm sure, you know, Again, the optimist in me goes, this is great. They're nipping something in the bud before something happens. And the other part of me goes like, chill out. These are friends having conversations. One, that's not not really anybody's business as long as I think the spouses know. And, you know, it just to me, again, it's just such a hard thing to go like, well, what happened? Is there cause for this much outrage for him to be stepping down, you know, for a period of time? Was it worse? And they're downplaying it, which is the side that like is hard for me not to go to because of what we've seen in the past from other churches and even churches within Acts 29 and around this circle. It's a really, it's just all very strange in the optic of Chandler coming up and crying. And, you know, it's a very difficult to approach this without feeling suspicious about anything. I'm held to a higher standard and fell short of that higher standard. Um, so, so the elders have decided, and I think they're right that my inability to see what I was in, uh, probably has some revealing some unhealth in me. And I don't know. And sorry, I don't want to keep interrupting, but again, that feels unhealthy that like, you had a relationship with someone who just wasn't a man. Like you're not necessarily in something. You know what I mean? Like I have a lot of friends that are women where it's not sexual or romantic. And my wife is familiar with those people and knows uh, it's again, there's so many ways that you could interpret all this. That's just so confusing. It is just, I just don't understand what exactly happened tied to the pace I run or the difficulty of the last six, seven years, but I agree with them. Um, and so in their grace to me and my family, um, they've decided, and again, I think they're right, um, to put me on a leave of absence, um, uh, starting uh, immediately from preaching and teaching at, um, the village church. If I'm on, I'm just really embarrassed. But feel stupid. Thank you. This stuff makes me feel so uncomfortable. But again, it's just the optics. It's the optics of this are so weird. And if this is all that transpired, I'd be embarrassed to go up and have to say all this for such a trivial thing, at least with the information we have now. And if there's more than this, this feels like PR. And so either way you cut it, this is a very bizarre situation. Feel dumb. 
feel like I'm embarrassing my wife and kids, putting a ton of pressure on our staff. I feel like I've fallen short for you. And you might even be hearing, you might not be a Christian, you might be hearing me saying this like, what the H? But the word of God holds me to a certain standard. And, and I, need to, I need to live into that. And, and I fell short. And, and this here, if this is all taken at face value, and this is just a matter of holding to a higher standard, I good. <laughs> you know, like, I'm hopeful of that. But just something, there's just information here that's not present that makes us all feel so bizarre. And I'm, I'm apologizing to my family, to you, to all involved in this situation. And um, I, some things I love. I love that our elders engaged at the level they did. You know how easy this would have been to make it nothing and just let me not address whatever this is? Super grateful that the elders have loved us and walked with us the way that they have. Um, super grateful for you. I'm super hopeful for what's to come in the future. But but I need to breathe. Uh, and that's both discipline, both discipline and development. Um, and so, man, in time, forgive what's me. Being I love you. There's no eager for the other side of this, whatever God has for us. And so let me pray for us. Uh, and then Josh will step in and uh, lead us in the service. Father, I love these people. Thank you for giving them to me and me to them. I thank you that the whole ethos of this family is that you take crappy things and you turn them beautiful in time. Bless them in the name of Jesus. I just pray if there's any kind of church hurt, or I knew it, or God, that you administer to that place. Pray if there be anybody in here who has their own embarrassment, stupid thing, that they would fling themselves on your mercy. Praise you that your grace is sufficient for all things. It's for your beautiful name I pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, we do. We love him. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we'll rejoice and be glad in it. Um, I realize that is uh, disorienting news. It's hard. It's heavy. It's confusing news. It's shocking. <laughs> There's and not really, any information that was given. And how you came in and your story and your background and all types of different things. It lands on you specifically in a very personal way as it lands on us generally in a very corporate way. And so I just want to pause to recognize that and tell you that that's okay and that's absolutely normal. Uh, This has been a weighty thing. Uh, It's been a hard thing. And I pray that the Lord would minister to you as he has to me and to so many of us uh, in this season and in the season to come. What I'm going to try and do now is just come behind what Matt said and offer uh, some further clarity. 
Because regardless of how that hit you, I trust that clarity is... And there isn't too much more clarity given, but I'm going to play out just so there's nothing out of context here, but here's his I'm going to try and pace it in such a way uh, that we can hear it. The first thing that I want to do is I do want to thank the individual who brought this to Matt. That's no small thing. It took a ton of courage. It took a ton of conviction. Again, depending on what was said, which we don't know. And, and, you know, like, was it like language? Was it sexual memes? Was it racial? <laughs> like, like what was the nature of it? Was it just that they were messaging? In which case, this is a pretty toxic thing to approach somebody about. It's like, hey, you shouldn't be talking to somebody that your wife knows you're talking to and it's completely platonic. You know, it, that's kind of odd. But if there was some real cause for concern, yeah. I applaud the person, but again, there's just so much vagueness that it's it's hard to know what to think about any of this. And the way that this person handled that, and the fact that this person came forward and had that discussion is really meaningful and really significant, and we're all really grateful for it. And so I do want to say thank you. The concerns were about Matt's use of social media, of one-on-one communication, with a woman who was not his wife. As Matt said, he immediately brought those concerns to Jason Swords, who's the chairman of our elder board, and to me immediately that same night, went home and shared it with Lauren. You need to know this, that Matt has wholeheartedly been submissive to the elders as overseers. That's significant. That's important for you to know. He's never denied or resisted. There's been times of confusion, a time when we needed to press into clarity. And so what we did in this is we commissioned an outside independent review of his messages. This was conducted by an independent law firm. Matt provided full. Which this seems, again, like such an overreaction to something that. And again, on the one side, yes, great. They brought in an independent investigation, but. For what? What what were they investigating? What were they looking into? What what were the concerns? What was the cause for concern? Access to his cell phone, emails, and all technological platforms. He fully cooperated. It's also important for you to know what the report found and what it did not find. The investigator's report led the elders to conclude that Matt did indeed violate our internal social media use policies, and more importantly than that, while the overarching pattern of his life is one of being above reproach, he did fail to meet the First Timothy standard for an elder being way? above reproach here in this instance. As Matt said, we're strong pro- proponents of brothers and sister relationships. We believe in those because we believe the scriptures affirm those. It matters to us to fight for that in the best kind of way. But there are boundaries around what's appropriate in these kinds of friendships, and a pastoral role requires greater awareness of those boundaries. In this case, the frequency and the familiarity of the messages crossed a line. They revealed that Matt did not use language appropriate for a pastor, and he did not model a behavior that we expect and that you expect a leader of our church to have. 
But I want to be clear that the elders believe that this behavior was not disqualifying of an elder, and it did not rise to a level that would warrant more severe discipline. The investigators of the report concluded that this was not a romantic relationship, and it was not a sexual relationship. That's important. The report also confirmed this kind of direct messaging communication was a unique case. There were no other examples like it. The woman who Matt was messaging with did not request the independent investigation, but she did cooperate with the investigators and shared messages with them. We're thankful for that. We're trying to keep certain information confidential because we do want to honor her desire not to be in the spotlight. It's also important for you to know that she's certainly free to speak if and when she chooses to do so. So while the elders believe that this did not rise to the level of disqualification, we do hold elders to a higher standard because the scriptures hold elders to a higher standard. Matt's leave of absence is both disciplinary and developmental which allows him time to focus on growing greater awareness in this area. He needs it. How long will that time be? The elders have laid out some expectations for Matt and will dictate the timeline for his return to the pulpit. The health of our church is our top priority, and we're committed to assisting and development for care for everyone involved, including Matt. Our desire is to create time and space for Matt to be able to focus on his development. He's not going to be doing that alone. It's in cooperation and in collaboration. We want to pull him in to be shepherded, to be cared for, and not to push him away. Matt desires this as well. And Lauren, you know this. We love you. And our aim is to continue to care for you and your family in all of this. Church, I hope that you know this, that we're blessed with a strong team of pastors, ministers, and staff members. Uh, They have shouldered a lot, and they will shoulder a lot, and we will continue forward in this season. If I look around and think about what the Lord is doing in us and among us, there's no doubt that Matt's presence in the pulpit is strong, and the Lord speaks mightily through him. He is not the only man here. And our church family has been blessed, supported, encouraged, lift up, ministered to by dozens and dozens of other leaders, and that's going to continue. We'll walk through this season together. I know you have questions. I know you need to process. You should have questions. You will need to process. That's normal. That's expected. Let me give you some pathways for processing and questions. Uh, We always want to point you to our care department. We have a care email. If you have questions, comments, concerns, and you're not quite sure who to go to, this is a place that any and all of you can go. You can reach out via care at thevillagechurch.net. On our website, We also have resources. If you want more anonymous resources, those sources are available on our website under our care page. You can find them there. 
Many of you uh, will go to the pastor or the minister or the staff member or the elder or the deacon that you know, and that's fine and right and good, and we expect that and we welcome that as well. This afternoon at 4 o'clock, we'll have a member meeting. If you're a member of the church, we invite you to attend that meeting. Um, Let me tell you what what that meeting will be this afternoon. I don't really have any new information to share. We're sharing with you the information. We'll come together this afternoon, and we'll sing a little bit, we'll pray a little bit, and we'll try to add clarity uh, in some ways uh, as we just kind of rehearse and rehash what we've talked about here this morning. But that's at 4 o'clock today, if you're able to make that and a member of the church. Let me read to you John 15. Uh, And then it goes into the service. But yeah, the... Again, this whole situation, there's a lot of advocates online, you know, that are sharing similar feelings to this. It just feels like we're missing key information to really know what's happening. Um, and again, it's, it's all not so much shocking as it is just confusing. And I really wish that we would get some more clarity as to what inappropriate looks like, if not sexual, if not romantic. If it's profanity, I mean, are we overreacting? If it's just purely a friendship, but, just historically seeing these things happen time and time again, it's hard for me to be the cautious optimist, even though that's what I'm going to try to be until we get further information. It's just, there's so many red flags waving in the way that this is being handled by the village church one way or another. But um, I'm curious to know your thoughts, uh, what the general thoughts are of people who are hearing this, listening to this, you know, what are your feelings toward it? Uh, I'd really be interested to hear that over uh, over on social media or in the comments of this video if you're watching on YouTube. But uh, thanks so much for listening. Didn't expect to be recording this episode today, uh, but very curious to see how this, uh, how this develops over the next couple uh, of weeks and months as we get more clarity on it. Thank you for listening to the Preacher Boys podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, Please leave a review on iTunes and don't forget to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at PreacherBoysDoc. Additional information can always be found on PreacherBoysDoc.com. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.